Podcasts are an independent way for podcasters like me to bring a local voice to your ears. At the Spent the Rent Podcast, we strive to raise awareness of topics that affect the often underrepresented. Our title sponsor, Oregon Cashflow Pro, offers free money management advice that can help you take control of your finances. At OregonCashflowPro.com, you will find videos to guide you towards your goal of financial freedom. For more info, there will be a link in the show notes. The following podcast is available on all major streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can now listen to all previous episodes, donate to the podcast, and buy shirts directly from the Spent the Rent podcast at our newly designed official website, strpod.com. Welcome to the Spent the Rent Podcast. I am your host, Patty Rose. My guest today is the branch manager of the Springfield On Point Community Credit Union, Brad Unger. Brad, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Patty. This is really cool. So I use a credit union. I'm not going to use their name because they're, the, they're your competitor, Selco. Uh, but no, it's just because it's convenient. It's right across the street from my house. And uh, I wanted to have you on today because we were going to talk about, you know, adjusting for inflation, uh, some tips for finances for the new year, and just a lot of stuff that's that's happening and ways that people can kind of find themselves moving ahead with their finances. So actually, your uh, people in your at your branch had reached out to me and said that they thought the Spent the Rent podcast and then, you know, the the money in the financial world, it's kind of a funny little, little uh, uh, collaboration. So that'd be fun. So again, Brad Unger, thank you so much for doing this. Let's start off by talking about the benefits of a credit union versus a bank. And, and you know, I also want to talk about co-op ATMs because there's a lot of people that aren't aware of that. So let's start first off, in your words, you know, the benefits of using a credit union versus like a large bank, like a Bank of America or something. Sure. So credit unions or banks are very similar as far as financial products that they offer. But the real difference between a credit union and a bank is a bank is for profit. They have shareholders that they need to return a profit to. Um, Credit unions are non-for-profit. So we're a member-owned cooperative. So our members own the credit union. And so what that allows us to do is it allows us to, instead of passing those profits on to shareholders, it allows us to offer lower rates on loans, higher rates on deposit accounts, as well as lower fees across the board. Um, and it also allows us to give back to our community a little bit more. Just of course, I'm gonna plug on point here, but um, we gave $2.2 million last year to local charities and teachers in our communities. Um, so really the big difference is credit unions are all about our community. Um, and we're here to support the communities that we serve. That's exactly why I finally switched. I had used Bank of America forever. You know, from when I was 16 years old, my dad had helped me start an account and was trying to teach me some stuff about banking. And we, he just used Bank of America. And he told me the benefit was that if you're going to be moving, we didn't know where I was going to go for school or whatnot and all that kind of stuff. So he's like, you kind of want a big branch to begin with. But I had to switch because, for one, every time I would go to the ATM at Bank of America, there would be protesters. <laughs> so seriously and and just some of the ethics of it and i wanted to go local and there's trade-offs you know 
But I mean, I'm going to be tr- totally transparent. Sometimes there's frustrations with the app, especially specifically with uh, Selco. I haven't looked at on point. Let's be fair. But I know <laughs> that credit unions are limited on their resources compared because they're not these just conglomerate, massive corporations. So it's it's it is a trade off, but I think it's worth it. Now, co-op ATMs, one of the reasons that people are kind of standoffish about switching to a credit union is they're like, well, there's not as many ATMs. Is uh, OnPoint part of the co-op? You know? Yeah. Okay. So explain so, to me how that works. Yeah. So the co-op, the co-op is basically credit unions got together and were joined together for this co-op network. And so the co-op network offers 30,000 fee-free ATMs for credit union members across the country. So anywhere you see that co-op logo, you're a credit union member, your credit union participates with co-op, which most of them do, you can use that ATM for free of charge. OnPoint also participates with MoneyPass, so that actually gives our members access to 60,000 ATMs across the country. So you're going to go anywhere and be able to find an ATM and not have to pay a fee for the most part. Right. And so I am an independent contractor. I'm a barber. A lot of my transactions are cash. And so I have to deposit into my business account after work the cash. And so uh, I will use a different credit union. That's what we're talking about. So if you look at the back of your ATM card and there's a co-op logo and sometimes it'll say some of the different, you know, you know, companies. But if you use a credit union, look into this because you can deposit cash into an ATM that is not your bank and it's totally seamless, you know. So that's something that a lot of people just do not know. And yeah, it, it, it's definitely gives the members the flexibility to do their banking anywhere. Right. It's um, huge. You can deposit cash and checks through those ATMs. As long as they have that co-op logo, it'll get into your account. Now, there's a delay sure. of a day or two, but it'll show up in there for you. And always, 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 especially when you're depositing cash, save your receipt. I have had hiccups, yeah. you know, and it wasn't with OnPoint, but I had had a hiccup with Oregon Community Credit. I deposited some cash and then it didn't show up. And so I was like, wait a minute. And it did. It took a few hours. Like you had said, it was delayed and they were very friendly on the phone, but it was, it's very frustrating when those kind of things happen. So it's rare, but always, always, always save your receipts when you deposit into an ATM. What are some of the myths that you've had to kind of squash uh, about credit unions? There's usually two big ones. Um, One being you're not FDIC insured. And and that came I've been in banking 22 years and I've been through the downfall and people getting banks getting taken over and FDIC insurance was a huge deal. So credit unions are not FDIC insured. They are insured through the NCUA, which is the National Credit Union Association or administration, excuse me. Um, Exactly like the FDIC, it's backed by the federal government, same thing, same levels of coverage. So you are insured at a credit union. Um, the other big thing is you don't do what banks do. And that's kind of the myth a lot of times. Well, you just do deposits and checking and savings accounts and some loans. We do everything a bank does. We do mortgages. We do business loans. Um, we're a full service financial institution. We have investment advisors that can help you with investments. So those are kind of the two big myths that we get a lot at the credit union. Um, but we can do anything the big banks can do. When you talk about you've been there doing this for 21 years, I think is what I read. And you talk about some of the the downtimes in, in economics. Are you referring to 2008? 
is yeah. a big one. <laughs> yeah, I remember I was working at Fred Meyer by the Fred Meyer on West 11th cutting hair, but and the Wells Fargo there went out of business. They got bought out or whatnot, and people were literally lining up outside. I mean, it was past us, which was far. Because people were like, oh my gosh, our money's not going to be secure. And it was, and it always balances out. But because there's always, there's always going to be a bank that's doing fine, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. So they'll, they'll eat it right up, you know, but yeah, I, I, I worked for Washington Mutual and dealt with the same thing and had Chase come in, fortunately, and, and pick us up. But it was not fun going to work. For I, I think it might there. be Washington Mutual that I'm referring to. I could be wrong. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah. In, in on yeah. West 11th. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, those things happen. It is what it is. That was a crazy time. I remember looking at the gas station across in Fred Myers parking lot and just watching them raise the prices of, of gas and people losing their minds that were in line. And it was wild. <laughs> so back to credit unions. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I think a lot of people don't understand is how do you become a member? I mean, I think people think you can't just walk in. And I know that it used to be that way with Selco where you couldn't, it was more difficult, but I think it's a lot easier than people realize. How do you become a member? Yeah, so it, it, credit unions, some of them, they call select employer groups. So you had to be like, you had to work in this industry to join this credit union. But you're you're finding now, and OnPoint being one of them, is that we're a community chartered credit union. So for OnPoint, you just have to live or work in the 28, community, 28 counties that we serve, and you can become a member. Um, if you actually have a family member that lives in one of our communities or works in one of our communities, you can also become a member too. So it's really easy to become a member of a credit union, especially one like on point. Where is on point primarily based? Is it all Oregon or is it Northwest? Just, yeah, we have um, 55 branches. We're actually the largest credit union in the state. Um, as far as branches go, we have uh, 55, two of them in Southwest Washington, but Primarily, we got our three branches down here in Lane County, and then all the way up by five in substantial number in Portland metro area. Nice. So now let's talk about some financial tips for the new year. Obviously, there's uh, a lot of kind of question marks about where, where we're heading. We don't know what's happening with COVID. We don't know what's going to happen with you know, a potential recession. Inflation is something that's been talked about a lot. I read an interview that you uh, had given for the Chronicle, which if you're not reading the Chronicle, Springfield's best news, it's incredible. Uh, and you talked about how there's been a 6% increase in goods and an 18% increase in the cost of homes. So let's talk about ways that you can adjust your finances for inflation. So I think when I look at inflation, I, I really look at it from like a three pronged approach. And it's like, be aware, be prepared and be proactive. Um, be aware, look at what's going on. Just like you said, you read my article in the Chronicle, it's know what's going on in the economy. How is this gonna affect you? How is this affecting your grocery bill and your gas bill? Um, so you can kind of be informed and, and know what to expect so it doesn't catch you off guard. I, I don't think a lot of people look at that. And, and it's there's so many articles. The internet is a wonderful resource and a curse at sometimes. Sure. But you can find tons of information. There's some sites that really are high level, and there's some that are really detailed, and some that dumb it down for anybody to understand. Um, so be aware, know what's going on, be prepared. You got to adjust your budget. Um, it, it, you've got to change with this inflation. So what your bills were two months ago, they're probably not going to be now. 
I always tell people with, with your budget, continually adjust that, continually go back and look at what your bills are and make adjustments, whether that is adjusting at 10% a month or 5% or what have it, have you, don't get stuck in that budget routine of this is what it is every single month because it's not going to be. Um, and then being proactive, look at rates are at historic lows. Look at refinancing your automobile, look at refinancing your home. Um, talk to your financial institution or your credit union and look at how you can save money. That's what they're there for. And look at ways that you can adjust your monthly outflow, whether that even be looking at your cell phone, looking at your cable, you need 6,000 channels that you only watch 200 of them. Um, but there's ways that you need to just be proactive and constantly adjust and tweak that budget. So this inflation doesn't have as big of an impact on you. Yeah, there's been so many changes in the way that we do finances. We have young kids, they're, you know, 19 and 21. And we talk about just getting out on your own for the first time and how much it's changed since we were younger because of how much it costs to be awake. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, and there's things that people will scoff at and say, oh, just cut this out of your life. But it's become part of our culture, like Dutch Bros, for example, or Starbucks, you know, that that it's just something that you, it's it's just there. And it's hard when you can't. You know, I mean, people always say, oh, just cut your spending or cut. And it, yeah, that's what you got to do. But it's not that easy. I mean, it's a difficult thing. One of the tools yeah. that I did for a long time to save money is create a, you know, get a savings account. And every time I make a, that's linked to my checking account. And every time I make a transaction, I then go on the app on my phone and then I round up whatever the money was there and I transfer that to savings. So say that I made a transaction that was $2.88. I would literally transfer you know, the, the change that would be up to the nearest $5. So like X amount, 12 cents, transfer that to savings. And it added up quick. Now for people that don't have enough money coming in, what do you tell them? I mean, I'm sure that you get this question a lot. What if you're not making enough money to save money? Yeah, that, that is a question. And I wish that I could help those people make more money. But of course, I don't have that magic wand. And, and, and that's a hard thing for people is, you know, if you look at a family budget, there's two really two pieces to it, the money that comes in, the money that goes out. And so while it's difficult to impact the money that's coming in, I mean, yeah, maybe you could get another job that paid you higher, but that's difficult. And is it going to impact you that much? So really I tell people, again, look at that spending look at where you can make cuts. I mean, and it, and it may be something small. It may be a magazine subscription. It may be, I don't need that unlimited data plan on my phone. I could get by with a one gig data plan. Um, or I've got this gym membership that I never go to. Um, I usually tell people start small there and look at stuff that you can cut right now. That's going to have a minimal impact, but it's going to still have an impact. Um, Talk to you, like, again, talk to your financial institution. Is there a way I can lower my payment? Is there a way I can have a lower interest rate on my credit card? Can I do a balance transfer to a lower interest credit card if you have a credit card? Um, those things, although small, can have an impact over time. Um, but I think that's the biggest way to help that monthly cash flow that most people can do right away. And if you want, you can become a content creator on TikTok and then you can buy crypto. Yeah. You know, that's the answer. <laughs> that's the American dream now. So you talked about homeowners and, uh, you know, there's been an 18% increase in the cost of homes and you had talked about refinancing. I know a lot of people, 
in 2020 hit it hard and were able to refinance when it was the lowest rates ever. And I was one of the people that was able to do this. And there's, this is something a lot of people don't understand. I had only bought my home two years before that. And we refinanced right when everything shut down. And so what that did for us, this is literally how I made it through uh, the COVID restrictions or the, the COVID shutdown, the two months that we were shut, everything was shut down. I did not have to pay my mortgage <laughs> for a couple months because yeah. we refinanced and it also lowered our mortgage. So now I, I'm not up to speed on this. Have they already started to raise the rates and is it too late for people, a homeowner to refinance or is it ever too late? It's eventually it could be too late, you know, obviously if rates go up higher than where you're at now, but rates have started to tick up a little bit. We've seen in the last month or so, um, but it is not too late to refinance. Um, they're still at historic lows. Uh, sometimes I have people come in that are like, I, I don't personally do mortgages. I have in the past, but um, we'll have people, I'm looking for something below 3%. Well, you miss that opportunity, yeah. unfortunately, but they're still very low. I would always recommend, hey, talk to your mortgage loan officer at your financial institution or come in and see us here at OnPoint. Uh, we've got several mortgage loan officers. Um, it's always worth getting an estimate or um, just having a conversation. Maybe your rate won't go down, but maybe you can free up some cash to consolidate some higher interest debt and wrap that into your mortgage. I'm not a huge fan of using your house as a piggy bank because that kind of got us into the crisis back in the 08s and right. things like that. Um, but again, that is another way to help free up some extra cash and, and have some cash flow for your household every month. And let's talk about why that's not a great idea. Because if you start using your your house, if you if you borrow against it, what you're doing in the long run, it's like we were just talking about it. Cash flow an inflow and outflow. And this is my title sponsor, Oregon Cashflow Pro. That's what he's always talking about is that you need to make sure that you're having less money going out, more money coming in than going out. And yeah. so, you know, when you start betting against or loaning a, uh, money from your house, what that does is it actually makes it so that you're never going to get that paid off. It's like harder to pay it off. And so, yeah, I mean, that's the big thing is, is to really control how much money's going out and how much money's coming in. And when you get that big debt paid off, you know, it's a long time. I mean, what, 30 year loans usually that's huge though. That's huge. You know, that's a big that percentage is. of our, of our, you know, finances. I want to talk yeah. about apps like mint and credit karma. I know that these aren't, you know, linked to your guys's uh, world credit, credit unions, but I think they can be really beneficial, you know? And I had said it before a little bit about how just one of the problems that I see with credit unions is the, the limited resources when it comes to the apps, they are getting better. They're getting a lot better. I haven't seen the app for, uh, for on point, but, but Selco, I'm pretty, it's, it's pretty simple. And do you think that there's a benefit to using apps like mint and credit karma, just because what it can do is it can create accountability. If you see your credit score and you can see, you know, what needs to be paid off or whatever debts you have and whatnot. It's just so, it's so transparent. It's so written right there. And then they say it doesn't hurt your credit to be looking at it. And I don't think it does. So do you think that there's benefits from using those kind of apps? There definitely is. Um, I, I have a love hate relationship with a lot of these apps. Um, 
To your point, I definitely think like an app like Credit Karma, it, it does hold you accountable, especially for monitoring your credit. I mean, that is a huge thing. If you think about most people, myself included, when do you ever look at your credit? When you go buy a house or you get a car loan and then they say, hey, you're approved or hey, you're not, and here's why. Well, an app like Credit Karma is great for that. I mean, you can look at your credit and say, hey, this isn't mine or, oh, I missed this payment, so it impacted my score. So I think there's a lot of accountability there. Um, I do caution people a lot of times with those credit monitoring apps to take the scores they give you with a grain of salt because sometimes they use a different algorithm than at the credit union where we just pull a credit report and we have your credit score, a hard credit score from the credit union. Um, so be cautious. It's a good base point for right. you to kind of know, but it's not gospel. No, they're it. definitely not extremely accurate, but it can be helpful. I mean, you're, you know, you're within the 50 points or whatever. Yeah. And, and I think that they're good. Just be aware that when you're using apps like Mint and Credit Karma, there's extra services that they're trying to get you to sign up for. You don't need. But then also they're selling your information like dumpteen, umpteen times. They sell it constantly. That's what they do is that, you you know, then they know more and more and more about you and know how to market towards you. So you have to be careful. But it is what, you know, it's a trade off. I really benefited from using it. I never knew. I had a ton of credit card debt and all this different stuff that I had to kind of start really uh i had to do all the difficult things like i had to get uh, zero interest credit card starting credit cards transfer balances so that i was only paying the three percent not the 27 percent, and all kinds of just i was in a, a bad situation and it's funny when people ask me like young people it's like what do you do to build credit i'm like well this is the best and, and worst advice i could ever give you what you do is you make horrible horrible decisions and then you fix them <laughs> and so it's not what you should do, but that is the best way to see your credit score soar. Is yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not in, I'm not saying do it. Don't. I would advise people if you don't have credit, OnPoint has an amazing credit card for people who have no credit to help kind of build your credit. So, um, do you have CS? <laughs> does the credit Does the credit union offer anything that has rewards? That's one of the things that I've seen. It's usually a lower interest rate. But it's not rewards cards. Is that is that true? Well, we have we have a couple cards that offer rewards or cash back. Um, so, not to get into too much specifics on it, you can visit our website onpointc.com sure. to get the the exact details. But there are a couple cards we offer that have some benefits to them. Because that's another thing. Now, when you have a rewards card, this is a really good one. When you have a rewards card. Uh, like I personally have learned that there's no reason you should ever use a debit card. <laughs> like debit cards are, there's just no benefit. If you have a rewards card, you know, especially if one that's, that's good with gas. So say you get your gas and then before you even leave the pump, if you're quick at about it, cause the person behind you wants to leave, you can get on the app on your phone and transfer the money from your debit to that credit card that you swiped. And that is such a good way for you to get more cash flow, you know, yeah, and, and, and Go ahead. I personally um, have a rewards cashback card and I pay every single bill with it. Yeah. Automatically comes out every month. I transfer money and pay the card off. Well, and, and I, I, I had, I talked about Dutch bros. So there's these nickel and dime transactions, but now Dutch bros has an app. So you're depositing a yep. chunk of money, which they're making it so much easier for you 
to take instead of using your debit card to pay for the 30 bucks or whatever you're going to use every week or whatever it is. That's what I do. It's like 30 bucks a week Yeah, is I just pay for that with a credit card and then I pay for the credit card with my debit card immediately before it's even, you know, posted and it all balances out. So it's a couple extra steps, but essentially what you're doing is you're getting 3% more, 3% back or whatever it is. And so that is a really, really smart strategy. Now with credit cards, you should never carry a balance if possible. So you make transactions with it. You swipe the credit card, but then you pay it immediately. You don't wait for it to clear. You don't wait till the end of the month because that's where they get you. They're betting that you will fail. You know, these big banks, that's why they have these high interest rates and they want you to, to do it. And then you'll be like, eh, I'll push it back till next month. But man, once you get 18 to 27% interest, that's criminal. I mean, in, in it's a wonderful life. He was going to com- take his own life because they're raising his interest rate by like 1%. It was going to be like 3%. <laughs> and he was like, I can't even live anymore. It's 3%. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about some of the stuff that on point, uh, is really big on one of them is green horizons. There's discounts for a green lifestyle. Tell us what that is. So yeah, on point saw the need, um, climate change is impacting us all our planet as a whole. Um, so to make potentially electric or hybrid vehicles more affordable, um, we create this green horizons program, which allows members to get potentially a discounted rate if they buy a qualified electric or hybrid vehicle. Um, along with that, what we did last year is based on the amount of those loans we did, we were going to make a donation to the nature conservancy in Oregon. Um, we actually did over 1400 of those loans, which resulted in a $226,000 donation to that organization. So we're really embracing the fact that, hey, you know, climate change is affecting all of us. How can we get more green cars on the road um, and help our members live that green lifestyle? And this is the way that we came up with it. Yeah. And this is exactly why people should use credit unions. When I was with Bank of America, they were funding the pipeline <laughs> like it's standing rock. And that was I mean, it's just it's two different worlds. You know, you got people that are thinking about the future and you got people that are thinking about profits. So uh, there's also financial education, and this is something that a lot of people don't know that is out there, and it's so beneficial. What kind of stuff do you offer as far as financial education, and where do people go to start? So we ha- we have a quite a bit of financial education, and again, our website, onpointcu.com, is a wonderful resource. Um, you can have, there's links to blogs that we have, um, articles. A couple of our big ones is we work with a company that's Enrich um, that helps people kind of build budgets and how to create one. And there's all kinds of different um, exercises you can do to help build yourself uh, a budget and work through it. And then also Balance, which is a big one. It's a confidential. Both of these are no cost. It's financial counseling. Um, You can talk with a financial counselor to help develop a repayment plan. If you have creditor issues or money management, things like that, they'll walk through this and it's all free to you. Um, it's free to the community. It's not just a member of OnPoint. So um, again, another big plug for credit unions. I mean, we're here to help our community. You're not just a number. Um, we want you to succeed financially. OnPoint's model is people are the point. You've probably seen our commercials. And again, this is a way that we can help people with their financial goals. I have seen a lot. I mean, on point is 
really ramping up in our community. And I definitely have seen sponsorships on the news, on the weather. And, you know, you're, you're doing a lot of stuff to get your name out there, which I think is great. And I think that, you know, there's just... It's per personal preference. Selco is a great organization that's been doing great things for a long time. I'm sure Oregon Community Credit has great things. It's a it's a group of people that are all doing it their own way, but we've got some really great options when it comes to banking and the way that you wanna wanna do it. Uh, now, bags of love. Okay, so On Point Community Credit Union donated twenty five hundred dollars to Bags of Love, which is an organization that creates care packages for Lane County children in foster care uh, or experiencing poverty, neglect, abuse, and or homelessness. Talk about that, you know, and how that whole thing came to be. Um, so when we opened our new branches, uh, we opened 20 this last year, um, we made a donation to local charities and organizations in the community. Um, and Bags of Love was one that I've, I'm fairly new to the Eugene area in the last three years. Um, Bags of Love was one I've heard about and in talking with my team, I'm like, hey, guys, we need to make this donation. Here's some options for us. And we all collectively as a group are like, wow, Bags of Love does amazing things. And a lot of our, I've got young kids and most of my staff has young kids. And they do so much for these kids. I, I would encourage, and now with COVID, they probably don't have a lot of visitors to go to Bags of Love. But once things kind of get back to whatever the normal is, I would encourage you to check out what they do. There's so many kids that are displaced that don't have a toothbrush in the fact that they'll make these wonderful bags with all these volunteers and give kids clothes and toiletries and things that they just don't have. It's very emotional to go there and hear these stories, um, especially here in Lane County. We have, you know, homelessness is obviously an issue that we have here, but we don't think of those children that are yeah. a part of this. Yeah. Um, and Bags of Love is doing amazing work and we wanted to support them um, with their journey. So I read a story online. I just was because I was doing a little research for for this episode and I just was Googling the work that on point community credit unions doing. And that's where I found that was that there was each branch had that had started. Cause you guys, you know, we'll talk about new locations. You guys just started now say it again. How many new locations in the area? Uh, in, in Eugene Springfield, we opened two in the Springfield Fred Meyer and then the one off River road, but we opened 20 new branches last year in throughout Fred Meyer locations. Oh, wow. So it seems like each time there is something that that's done. So each time one opens, they'll do something to kind of kick it off with like, we're going to, this is how we're going to show our, our, our respect for the community. So yeah. now another area is supporting teachers. This has been probably the, the hardest last two years for teachers ever. And so uh, on Point wanted to show their support for teachers by giving away the On Point Prize for educators. Tell us what that is and how that whole system works. Yeah, so I mean, On Point education is our roots run in education. I mean, we were founded in 1932 by 16 school teachers that wanted a safe place to keep their money. Um, so we've continued that support of the education by offering our uh, our prize for education. Um, and so it started in 2010, and so far we've we've awarded about $562,000 um, in prizes to 300 local educators. And basically, what we do is 
from each grade level, so basically elementary, middle, and high school, one educator from each of those categories, we award them their mortgage rent paid entirely for a year, as well as a $2,500 donation to their school. We also have with that three runner-ups that they each get $5,000 as well as $1,500 to their school. So we, we know that teachers have it hard, especially now, trying to adjust to this remote learning and COVID and all these new things. So we wanted to continue going back to our roots and supporting these educators that do such a wonderful job in our communities and help teach these kids that are going to be our next my next employee potentially, yeah. you know? Yeah. Or, or if they're a really good employer, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, uh, again, what is the website? It's on point. Okay. And I'll put that in the show notes because that's where you can find more information on, uh, the program, the on point prize for educators. And it's, you know, really thorough. And also there's links for the financial education that we had talked about green horizons, which is discounts for green, you know, lifestyle, and then there's just more information about uh, constant information about how to adjust for inflation. Uh, you know, if if homeowners are looking to refinance, where they could do that. So yeah, so it's it's really cool to get to talk to you and learn more about the work you do at On Point Community Credit Union. Uh, I appreciate the locally minded uh, philosophy, you know, and that's the beauty of using a credit union. So if you're if you're banking with a major bank. I think you might want to consider the switch. There is going to be trade-offs. I'm going to be transparent about it. Like I said before, sometimes the apps are not as seamless or as not as incredible. But at the end of the day, when you're banking with Bank of America, you're banking with the devil. Those are my words. But <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and, and, and I know this is your competitor, Selco, but I don't think you guys look at it like that. I'm sure it's, there's enough. I never look at like the barber world like competitors. But you, you know, the best example, if you're thinking about where to bank, Walk into Bank of America on West 11th and then walk next door and go into Selco and tell me how you feel in each of those experiences. And it's nothing on the people that work there. I'm sure there's great people that work at that Bank of America, but it's so much different the way that you're treated when you walk into a credit union. You're treated like a human being that it's just a different experience. And these national corporations, these massive, massive corporations, it's just you're a number like you had said before, you know, so Brad Unger. Branch manager from the Springfield Fred Meyer On Point Community Credit Union. It's a nice little setup. I walked by it the other day and checked it out. Uh, so yeah. So uh, and then do you have? Is it all basically linked with Fred Meyer's? Is that what you had said? That's a big. That's a big. So one. we, the twenty new branches we opened are all in in Fred Meyer locations. Um, Chase has exited the Fred Meyer, or a lot of them, um, and we saw the need to fill uh, those voids and we had our members that said they want more locations and more people to come in and chat with. So that opportunity arose. And so we jumped on it. Here's a so, big one. What are the hours? Cause a lot of times, you know, how late are you guys open it being in a Fred so Meyer? Open, later. The Fred Meyer locations are open Monday through Friday from nine to six and Saturdays from nine to three. Okay, cool. So you can pop in and see us anytime. Awesome. And then look online on the website and I'll yep. link it in the show notes. Thank you so much, Brad Unger. Uh, I'm going to get out of here with a song and I chose, uh, this is an, a throwback. This is one of my favorite punk bands from back in the late nineties, short round. And I just thought that the song title was fitting. So, uh, I'm going to end this with a song. This is short round with the song payday. Disney.